welcome to Word Equals Faith. This is your host, Jose Reynaldo Torres. Welcome, folks, welcome. Hey, folks, uh, today I'm on the road, so <laughs> bear with me if you hear some background noise giving you the heads up. You know how we do in the show, right? Nothing stops us. We're on the road. Sometimes we'll be in the office. Sometimes we'll be in the studios. So with that being said, the most important thing is the message. So hopefully you get the message. And speaking of the message, today's message is you can run, but you can't hide. And folks, that statement is so true. I mean, we have games that we play, right? We play hide and seek. We're hiding and, uh, but that's a game. Sometimes we're hiding because of the sh- because of the things that we have done that can cause us some shame, right? And sure enough, you know, we do things and uh, we hide. We hide about it. We try to bury these things and we try to hide it from our creator. However, there's so many verses out there that show where Jesus can see us wherever we hide. And folks, I got three of them that I want to share with you just right off the bat to show you the power of God and how he can see us even when we hide. It's, it, brothers and sisters, whether this is, this is not a new thing. You know, the hiding situation and hiding from our, our, uh, from the things that we have done and, you know, it's not, it's nothing new. And a matter of fact, it started with the original sin. When Adam was confronted, and you can find that in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. When Adam was hiding from God... God saw him and still confronted him and said, why were you hiding? And his reply was, he was ashamed. He was ashamed. And that's when the Lord knew that he had done something, disobeyed him. He knew it. Now, again, the Lord knew exactly where he was at all times. But he asked him, that question to see where he was mentally. Where are you? He asked. Not where are you hiding? He saw him. He knew exactly where he's at. He wanted to see. He wanted to see and give him the opportunity to come clean. But unfortunately, he doesn't. And we all know the story. And this is one of the situations and one of the reasons why we're in the position that we're in the situation that we are in today. In this fallen, chaotic world. What a different situation. What a different world it would have been if Adam would have came clean at that time. However, he chose to hide. Try to cover his sin and his disobedience towards our Lord and Creator. Now, folks, uh, I'm going to start with myself on this one because, you know what? I'm not different than Adam. As far as hiding and trying to see if I can hide from God, 
However, my situation was a little different. In this case, uh, I was uh, I was going to church. This was uh, when I first was starting to be active in the church and serving the Lord. And I and I, I used to go to church with disbelief. I mean, I, I really held on to this belief, which was I'm going to church to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ and to worship and praise God in one spirit, right, as a whole, as the body of Christ. I wanted to do that. And one day as I'm walking into the church, one of the members, um, an usher, comes to me and and he tells me, uh, hey, brother, we, we're short on, on, on ushers today. Would you be able to help us out today? And I, I kid you not, deep down inside, I was like, I, I, don't, I didn't really want to usher, to be honest with you. I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to usher. I wanted to come in. Again, I'm holding on to my beliefs. I wanted to come in and worship, praise God. Now, this is something I learned from that. However, we're going to get to that in a minute. The guy tells me, don't, don't worry. Um, I'm going to help you out. I'll train you. I'll show you exactly what you got to do. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's go ahead. And, and sure enough, that day, I helped out, showed me the ropes. And that was it. Now, the following week, I'm coming back to church, and <laughs> the same brother sees me, you know, this time, and he's greeting at, at the door, and I see him there. He's like, how you doing, brother? And I'm like, hey, I'm good. How are you? He's like, hey, by the way, I can sure use your help today. We're short again. And I'm like. You know, deep down inside, I kid you not, I, I'm like, you know, I'm not coming to church to be an usher. I'm coming here to worship, coming here to serve, coming here to praise God, you know. But I never said that, but I have to bring that out, right? This is what I thought. This is my uh, justification, right? <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're going around, we're, we're ushering, and sure enough, the following week, I'm coming into the church and I see this brother again and I'm like, oh, he's smiling at me, telling me, hey, brother, we're we going to need you one more time, brother. Are you, are you ready? And I'm like, well, you know, I, this, this is, uh, and I'm thinking this, right? I'm not here. I want to worship it. I want to serve. But however, I never, I held, I held back and I, I went ahead and, uh, Sure enough, that day the Lord um, did something different with me. I, I seen some some children holding on to me and and, and greeting me, and, and that softened me up a little bit. But when I saw the the elderly folks that needed help to their seats, um, it, it really it really it really shattered my heart, the heart that I had uh, covered with stone of the earth, right? Things of the earth, things that we pick up here of the flesh and how sometimes your heart can become a little hardened, right? However, this day, bringing the elderly and, and putting them in their seats, helping them get to their seats, keeping them safe as, as I do that, soften up my heart in a, in a supernatural way. However, the next week it was the same thing right i came in 
and I'm hiding. This time I go, I came in through the, uh, through, through the other door, right? This door, you know, hasn't been really used. And I'm coming in through that side door and showing sure off, I'm, I'm uh, in the middle of everyone. I'm blending in with the crowd. This, this is a day that's pretty much, uh, you know, packed up. And a lot of people at the church, I'm blending in with them. So I go on my knees and I'm praying and, you know, I'm stretching the prayer out intentionally, right? I just want to be, you know, at the church, um, just praising God, giving him glory and serving him. And sure enough, as soon as I said amen and I, I'm, I'm on the ground real low, right? I'm on my knees there and I'm barricaded and covered by a sea of people. And here comes, as soon as I said amen and I open up my eyes, that same guy is right in front of me, smiling, looking at me, and telling me, hey, Jose, brother, we can sure use your help today. Look at the crowd. We're down. And I remember the previous week when I was touched by those elderly folks and by those kids. And I got up that day, and I kid you not, folks, God is my witness. The Holy Spirit is is, is witnessing and hearing what I'm saying. So I want to be honest, and I, I have to tell you that. That day I got up, and though the flesh was thinking, I came here to worship, I came here to serve, I came here to praise and pray, the, pray to the Lord and come here to usher. That's my knee-jerk reaction, but I can remember just to just helping those that were in need. And I said to that brother, hey, brother, man, let's make this official. Let's make this official. How do I become an usher? And sure enough, we went and uh, spoke to the deacon, and, and it was official. And the deacon's like, hey, uh, welcome. You know, I'm glad that you, you want to uh, be an usher. It's awesome that you <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, if you only knew, right? But sure enough, the Lord worked with me, and, and that's how I became an usher at the church. And sure enough, hiding, right? Just hiding all that time trying to hide. But God knew exactly where I was the whole time. He knew exactly where, I, where and when I had came to the church, what area, what pew, and exactly where I was at all times. It's almost like Nathaniel. When God calls Nathaniel in the book of John chapter 1, verse 48, he says, Nathaniel, come. And Nathaniel says, uh, how do you know me? And obviously, brothers and sisters, this is the Jose Torres version, but you can read it for yourself at that verse and chapter I just gave you. But Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Sure enough, the Lord Jesus says, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. When you were at the fig tree, I saw you. And brothers and sisters, if you have never seen a fig tree, you can go to the search engine of your choice and, and search for pictures of a fig tree. And you're going to see that this is one of the biggest bushy tree covered with leaves. And it's easy to 
camouflage yourself. It's easy to hide or be tucked in there in a way where you can't be seen. Now, we don't know when, why Nathaniel was there. Maybe he was taking shade, right? Cooling off. Maybe he was tired, right? But Jesus saw him there. Knew exactly what he was at all times. So, brothers and sisters, this is the message today that we can run, but we can hide. Just like me hiding as an usher, trying to sneak into the church, trying to blend in with the people, trying to hide behind prayer. But Jesus knew exactly, exactly where I was at all times. You know why Jesus was. And knew exactly where I was at all time. Because he's inside me. He's inside me via the Holy Spirit. So wherever I go, he goes. So how can I hide from myself? How can I hide from the Holy Spirit? How could I hide from Jesus? He's always going to know. He saw Adam at that tree in the garden. And he sees Nathaniel. In that fig tree, hiding. So, brothers and sisters, one of the things that I've learned from this whole thing, and as I was starting to mention to you, what a different world we would live in today if we had Adam just come clean that day when he took from the tree, when he trespassed against God, when he disobeyed God. If he would have just came to our Lord and Savior at that time, and come clean and say, look, I, I I don't know why I'm hiding from you, Lord. I know you see all things. I don't know why I took from that tree when you clearly said, do not. I don't know why I disobeyed you, Lord. It's just, it, it happened. And I want to own it. I want to own it 100%. I don't, this is the first time this has ever happened. So I don't even know how to explain it to you or how to even make sense out of this, Lord. But I'm sorry. Would you ever forgive me, Lord? How do we get past this and how do we move forward so that it never happens again, Lord? What a different world we would be living in today. Because I know our Heavenly Father, the same one I try to hide. The same one I try to hide from. It's the same one that went for me and for you and for the world on that cross so that we can be forgiven. And even when I was trying to hide him, justified it and say that I came to church to worship, to pray, and to praise him, to serve him. He showed me something. He revealed something very powerful to me. And that's Jesus leaving the throne to serve humanity. And one of the things that he showed me that day when I'm trying to justify that changed my heart into wanting to become a, a, an usher and a, a, a faith formation uh, teacher and a Eucharistic minister, these things all happened because of that lesson that he taught me one day, which is, if you want to be the greatest, you must serve. And here the greatest, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, leaves his throne 
temporarily takes on flesh, puts on that uniform, that coat, that vessel of flesh, and starts to wipe the feet of his disciples. Now, mind you, today you go get a pedicure, you go, we go get our nails done, you know, a manicure, um, and there's a facility set up to clean you up and you know, not too many people have bad feet. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some folks out there with some some dirty feet. And, and I'm not talking about folks that have an illness or that have, you know, that work out there in the mud or whatever. You know, I get it. There's situations out there. But in Jesus' time, the poor had no sandals. They had to walk around barefooted. And, and, and in, their, in those times, there were no pavement. Not the way we have today with sidewalks and streets and uh, you walk into your home and you we have indoor plumbing and so on and so forth. We have shoes. We have boots. We have waterproof boots. We have uh, a tire that keeps uh, our feet dry. So if we're working out there in, a, in, a, in the streets or in, a, in the outdoors, we have these boots and protection, galoshes, waterproof boots and so on and so forth. But in their time, they're walking around in mud. They're walking around and stepping on cow manure, dung, mud. Sometimes walking around with their shoes dirty and... With their feet dirty. But Jesus taught me something valuable that day. He says... That no servant is greater than his master. Nor is the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And that's found in the book of John, chapter 13, verse 16 through 17. As Jesus demonstrates to me, he gave me that many examples of how his disciples wanted it. And again, this is the Jose Torres version, right? But the disciples talking amongst themselves, who's going to be the next CEO? Who's going to be the next leader? Who's going to be the greatest amongst them? And this is when Jesus leaves his throne temporarily and washes the feet. And again, I'm not going to beat that, that horse, right? But you, you get it. Back in those days, back in Jesus' time, their feet were one of the most dirtiest things of the body. Walking around and the conditions they were in. Unless you were wealthy, you had servants do that for you. You had uh, infrastructure set up where you can wash your feet. But Jesus is doing that, demonstrating that serving is the greatest thing you can do. Well, once that was clear to me, I, I couldn't wait to come to church and, and serve. At whatever capacity the Lord wanted me to serve him, whether it be as an usher, a greeter, in some churches they call them greeters, 
And this is where you maintain order in the church, make sure that the um, folks that are coming have a, a place to sit, and you can help those in needs, the children, those that are physically challenged, the elderly, and so on and so forth. Youth ministry or faith formation. You teach the, the young ones and sometimes the adults. You give them classes on how to come to the church and preparing them to be members of the church, members of the body of Christ. And folks, that, that was a revelation for me that day that that is the greatest thing I can do. Though I hid for a while, right? I share that with you. However, now it's an honor now that I know that it's to, for the God's glory. And the greatest thing to, to do is to serve him. So folks, three things that you take away with you today is like, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to slip. We're going to fall. Adam did. But he never owned it. Adam was the originator of the finger pointing business. He blamed God instead of taking ownership. He says, when God confronted him, he says, it was the woman that you gave me. See, he never took ownership. He blamed everyone but himself. He blamed the woman and then he blamed God for giving him, for giving him the woman. It's unheard of, right? So number one, take ownership. Take ownership and repent. We're all gonna slip and slide. We're all gonna we're all gonna be disobedient at one point or another. The thing is to own it. Repent. Ask God forgive for forgiveness from the bottom of your heart. Don't hide. That's number two, right? Don't hide. Don't hide about it. Because he, you can't hide from God. See, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere. He sees. He saw Adam hiding in the bushes. He saw Nathaniel under the fig tree. And again, you can do the research and see how big the fig tree is. Uh, those leaves. It's, it's just, can't you know, from a distance, you won't be able to see. And Jesus saw him there. Jesus saw me in a sea of people, in a church packed with people. And I'm on my knees, tucked down and hiding in prayer, and he saw me. And he opened my eyes and showed me that the greatest thing I could do is serve him. So that's number three. Serve the Lord with all of your heart. With all your passion, in whatever capacity he calls you to serve him. Well, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining. Uh, I hope this message touched you. I hope this message was for some, something new for others, is confirmation. On that note, stay blessed. <laughs>